Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. I'm nurse coach Sean, your host. Today, I'm going to be interviewing a dear friend of mine, Rebecca Brumfield. She is a massage therapist with Nomadic Body Works and a mentor for other body workers. Um, she's got an awesome Facebook group called Badass Body Workers. And she is so gifted at just creating community and bringing people together. So the topic that we're going to be talking about today is taking risks and going after what you want to live a more fulfilled life. And we're going to talk about just the benefits of stepping out of our comfort zones. Rebecca and I, it's crazy the way that we met. We met because I had scheduled a massage for my mom in Louisiana um, for her birthday. I used a gift card and... And Rebecca reached out to me to because she had questions about the gift card that I use. And then we got to talking and that's kind of how this relationship formed. But it's so interesting how um, professional relationships can develop from just a a strange coincidence. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a really awesome conversation for you. And I really hope that you guys find a lot of value in it. And if you are someone who is really stuck in your comfort zone and is having trouble moving through that and breaking that barrier, this is definitely the episode for you to listen to today. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. And here we go. Hey, friends, I'm nurse coach Sean. And this is my podcast. In this podcast, I will be sharing with you how to create a well and balanced life that connects with who you truly are, whether it be a meditation or mindfulness practice, an insightful interview, or just sharing my own journey and expertise on different life and wellness topics. Hopefully, if you're listening, you will walk away feeling more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to cultivate radical self-love. This is your encouragement to create a more fulfilling and vibrant life for yourself. This is your invitation to lean into your curiosity and intuition. Together, let's build a compassionate space through which to heal. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. Rebecca, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today. It's been a long time coming, I feel like. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. I know we're going to have a pretty awesome conversation today. Yes, yes. Okay, so can you just give my listeners a short description of who you are, what you do, what you're all about? I mean, people who follow you on social know that you just like live this vibrant life. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. It's always so awkward talking about yourself sometimes, right? Yes. Uh, It's like I do so much at so many different times at so many different seasons in my life. It's kind of hard to describe like what it is I actually do. But to sum it up, I'm a very multi-passionate entrepreneur and I am a healer and a body worker and a massage artist. And I am a professional uh, nomad trying to be, trying to figure out that lifestyle. And I'm just a really awesome Aquarius living her best life and trying to make connections along the way. And, and I also have a really awesome online business called Badass Body Workers. And then my hands-on service-based business for massage therapy and body work is called Nomadic Body Works, which I love because it's very easily transitional depending Mm -hmm. on where I'm going next. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I love that you said massage artist. That like makes me so happy. (laughs) 
just because, you know, everybody has their own different way of doing things. And I think massage therapy is just also one of those things that you bring your own heart and soul into your work. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about like, what your journey as a body worker has been? Because you kind of shared a lot of different little facets of what you do. So I'd love to know like a little bit about your healing journey and like what brought you down this path. Sure. So whenever I was a kid, my mom was a nurse and I grew up in a very remote area in South Mississippi. Mm -hmm. The nearest town was like an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. So we grew up kind of learning how to be self-sustainable. And my mom would pick the dandelions and the roots and dry them out and eat the leaves and press the flowers and put them in salads. And, you know, I just started learning what type of herbs and botanicals were, you know, edible in my own backyard and just being outdoors in nature as much as I, I was as a kid and learning about that and going with my mom to work to her home <laughs> health, which, as you know, <laughs> is a, it's a very challenging thing to do. Um, yeah. I, my mom would always tell me that her patient's blood pressure would be really like much lower whenever I was there because I would be rubbing their heads and massaging their hands and fast forward yeah. uh, straight out of high school. I kind of just jumped into massage therapy school because I never wanted to take the full scholarship that my local university gave to me. There's nothing there that interested me. So I decided to uh, just save up my money and do something I thought was more aligned. And I accidentally walked into a building one day to pick up a friend from work. And lo and behold, it was massage school. Yeah. And, uh, just kind of worked for a chiropractor for a bit, worked for a couple of spas, got a little bit of footing mm-hmm. underneath myself and worked uh, out of my house and then slowly got my new office. And uh, I specialized in cupping therapy. And this happened to be around when Michael Phelps won the Olympics. Yeah. And that kind of catapulted my career in my local city because I was the only person doing cupping therapy in town. And then therapists started coming to me for training and, you know, started becoming a little more uh, well-known in my area for that. And lo and behold, I had to go from a 500 square foot facility to a 2000 square foot facility. So I up-leveled. And then uh, after COVID uh, hit and I downsized my office and my lease ended, I realized that I did not want to be tethered to one city for the rest of my life, uh, especially with my love of traveling and a community and meeting people. So that's kind of like the short, the short version of things. Yeah. Downs and roller coasters. And it's, it's been a journey, Sean. It's yeah. It, oh, I left out one part. Uh, and then I massaged Sean's mom. <laughs> that's, that's how we <laughs> that's met. How we met. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we'll get into that. Oh, so many things popped out to me as you were talking about just like what you do and how you didn't want to be tethered to one thing. So can you like expand on that a little bit for me? Well, speaking on the word expand, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Marie Forleo's book, like everything's figure outable. And she talks about when you're making decisions is the feeling that you get from that decision, like of dread and of it it gives you like the knots in your stomach in the wrong way. It makes you hyperventilate. It makes you feel constricted. Or does that thing that you're thinking about make you feel expansive? Does Mm. it make you feel like you have butterflies in your stomach? Does it make you feel like you get excited to jump out of the bed in the morning to do it. <clears throat> so when I make decisions in my life now, I make it based on how expansive I feel, not mm-hmm. on how restricted I feel in the moment. And of course, I also cross combine, you know, the visceral feeling in my body that I get with does 
this thing that I'm doing or thinking of align with my life values mm-hmm. and being tethered to one city did not align with my life values at all, which are community, creativity, freedom, and adventure. Yeah. And being stuck in, uh, in South Louisiana, which, you know, very well is very conservative for the most part, um, except during Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't like keep my life in one city. I need to explore. I need to be exposed to other cultures. I need to keep meeting these amazing people that I built connections with online. And I've built a life for myself where I can do that. And I'm very, very lucky. And I want to show other people that they can follow their dreams and passions and not, you know, be their own black sheep and not live your typical life where everyone's abiding by society standards for the sake of keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. Oh my gosh. I resonate so much with what you're saying. Cause I mean, that's one of the reasons I left Louisiana is cause I didn't want to feel tied down. I didn't feel like I could be the person that I really wanted to be in the place that I grew up. I needed to see other places and explore. Um, I loved that you kind of expanded on the word expansive and it just like, it brought to mind the concept of just following your intuition, like following your gut, even though it is a little bit scary. Um, people can, confuse like that really constrictive feeling with the butterflies that you feel whenever you're really passionate about something. So what prompted you to really take the risk and kind of leave like untether yourself from where you were in Louisiana to explore more? I ran out of fuck dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was just a zero fuck given moment. You know, I feel like I exhausted all of my efforts where I was to make things work. Mm-hmm. And to try and create the vision of my business that I had in my head. And I achieved it. And I also learned a lot because I made a shit ton of mistakes along the process. And I felt like I just needed like a hard reset. And you mm-hmm. can't really reset in the same environment. You know, if somebody is going through a 12-step program where they reset, is not the same environment where they were just getting out of. Yeah. So I knew that um, even though I'm not quite sure where I want to land permanently, Mm-hmm. It's totally okay to try and figure that out, you know? Yeah. Ooh, can you tell me, like, what has been, we'll kind of go two different roads here. What has been, like, the most rewarding part of, of taking that risk? And then what has been the most challenging part for you? The most rewarding part is definitely the amount of time that I get back because I don't feel like I'm trading time for dollars anymore. Oh, yeah. But on the other hand, on the opposite end of that scale, going from a brick and mortar business to completely mobile also really did a topsy-turvy on my finances and I had to really take a hard look and rebudget. So my income is definitely not the same anymore either. So it's been a fine balance between not trading my time for dollars, but also like adjusting my financial priorities in my life because I am in my early 30s. And I Mm -hmm. started my business, Sean, when I was 19, 20 years old. Like I didn't know anything about retirement accounts and savings. So yeah, here I am like, very successful through my twenties and I hit my thirties. I'm like, fuck, (laughs) you know, I got to be a little bit more responsible uh, with this. So it's been a little bit of a challenging balancing those two things, but that, and then the fact that I get to meet my online friends in real life. And there's just such a beauty to that because building those deep connections with people, especially after COVID where people mm-hmm. want like deeper, more meaningful connections and they're starting to realize you're the sum total of the five people you hang around. It's just so inspirational to see not only the impact that I've had on other people, 
but for me to learn from them because everything comes around full circle. And I think it's so important that we try and see things through different lenses and get to know other people in other environments. And sometimes I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I have no idea. Yeah. But it's okay because I'm figuring it out or trying to. (laughs) Yes. It sounds like just like from the way that you're talking, like even though there's been some challenges and some some um, big changes in a lot of different aspects of your life, it seems to be more fulfilling for you to just kind of like jump and go after like the it's about a lifestyle that you want to live and not just, you know, living one certain way or um, doing one particular type of work, right? Absolutely. And, you know, being multi-passionate, you're not going to find every single thing in, in one place. You know, if I want to go rock climbing somewhere, there's a region in the U.S. that's great for that. If I want to go to wine country or go out on a ranch in Texas, like there's so many different experiences. And I believe that people should try and create as many of those experiences and memories as they can, because at the end of the day, that's what you're going to take with you. Not all the shit that you've collected that's sitting on the shelves in your house. Like yeah. um, actually my brother finally got in a really great interview for his dream job in Texas. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very possible, most likely that they will be selling their house soon and moving out there. And I have been trying for years to get my brother to get out of his comfort zone for years. Yeah. And the place that he is landing is not the place he expected whatsoever. He would yeah. rant and rave about how much he hated Texas and how he couldn't stand it. And he came back from Austin for the first time and said, I have to admit to you, I, I love Austin. I hate Texas, but I love Austin. <laughs> yeah. And out of all, all the places that we've ever talked about living in the U.S., he's landing in a place he never thought he was. And it's been beautiful to like watch my siblings and my friends go through transformational journeys and help them out of their comfort zone as well. And I feel like whenever you're surrounding yourself with those type of people that create momentum and go out of their comfort zone, no matter how fucking scared they are. Yeah. It, it definitely, it gets you going too. It definitely motivates you as well. So I try to surround myself with as many people who are willing to go out of their comfort zone and try to do different things, whether they fail or not, because that's the beauty of life is in those, in those moments that you never would have expected because we have to relinquish control, right? We have to let go of the outcomes of things. And that's when people get disappointed, right? Mm. They get attached to an outcome and it doesn't go their way. And then it completely fucks up the whole trajectory of their life that they built up find. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of work around that too. And just sort of letting go of any outcome and just going with what makes me feel good and following my passions. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so interesting because um, it's just that idea of being open-minded and just being open to whatever whatever the universe has in store for you. And I like that you said being unattached to the outcome because so many times that's what causes anxiety is that we want to pursue some kind of dream or we have a goal that we want to reach and we're so fixated on what is going to happen rather than just putting our heart and soul into whatever we're passionate about and letting the pieces just fall where they may. Absolutely. Yeah. And and take us, for example, as buddy yeah. podcasters, right? Like, but realistically, like, you have to ask yourself, like, why do I want this one person on my show? It's because they embody something that you believe in. And yeah. that one person is not the end all to what they value and what they embody. I have much richer conversations with, 
you know, with people like us who are trying to make an impact on the world by creating, you know, really thriving online communities who are yeah. willing to improve themselves and mm-hmm. and look for for meaning beyond, you know, what they're currently experiencing. They're trying to expand on their lives. Sometimes like the thing that we get attached to, the thing that we think we want, is not actually that thing at all. It's what type of energy and values that thing or that person embodies. And we have to be open to that mm-hmm. as well. And I find that's when moments like that really, really blossom is whenever we are open to the smaller moments and yeah. just saying, Hey, to a random person could completely change the trajectory. You know, mm-hmm. texting a client who bought a gift card for her mom could completely, <laughs> you know, open doors to, to new things. You have to be open yes. to, to the moments that the universe sends you. And I think most people just don't take action on those little moments or yeah. don't even try because they're either on autopilot or they just sabotage themselves to begin with, or they don't want to be weird. And as adults, it can be awkward to make new friends. And yeah elementary it's so easy but as adults it's like we're yeah. more isolated now even though we're more together because of social media right we're still more isolated right so. yeah that I'm just like made me <laughs> no but that just like made me so happy like I I love what you said about um looking for those small moments and it's almost like like you meet someone randomly in a grocery store or, you know, you schedule a massage for your mom, which is what I did. I scheduled a massage for my mom for her birthday. And it ended up being you who, um, who worked at, who was at the spa. And that's just those little moments. And those connections are things that I think a lot of people take for granted because, um, because they're so fixated on like, you know, the outcome and not, um, paying attention to all of the energy that's coming to them as well as the energy that they're putting out. And so. also too, like when, when things don't go like they typically do, for example, whenever you did purchase a gift card, I was in the tr- transitional period of my business and I had shut off the gift card option and some weird website come up, it came up and it's totally legit, but I've never heard of it. It's, you know, prepaid gift card type thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? Like, what is this? I've never (laughs) seen this before. And I'm like, I have to call this person and see like, what is up with this? Is this like a, just a scam? Like what the fuck is going (laughs) on? Is this person going to come in and I'm not going to get paid? Like what's going on? So a total fluke in my normal trajectory is what led us to have a conversation together. And it's important to listen to those flukes too. Like whenever technology doesn't go right for a week. Maybe you need to shut off the computer and have some time for yourself. You have to listen to those signs from the universe too, not just like Mm -hmm. the angel signs and numbers and feathers flying in the air and crystals, but like your normal trajectory, like try, I try and do things, something different every day, like maybe take a new route to work or try a new food or text a, a new client or something. I try and do something new every single day and getting out of your like breaking your normal patterns and routines, mm-hmm. whether you do it with intention or whether the universe forces it upon you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to, you know, if you listen to those signs, you'll often see that if you pull back the onion layer, there's so much more to that. If you just tap into it just a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. You mentor other body workers, right? Yes. And I didn't, start off wanting to do that I, I sort of accidentally created something and then it it grew itself yeah but I was I was looking for a community 
that I could get mentorship and advice and support from without feeling like I was being attacked and people jumping down my throat or Mm. some people have a superiority and ego complex online. We call them mother hens and Mm, all they do is just peck, 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 virtually attack you. And I'm like, what the fuck type of community is this? Am I getting chastised for posting my income online to encourage other people? They can, you know, make more than $20,000 a year in this industry. Right. I didn't have a community and I start at my own. And I do want to encourage people. If you think you don't have a community, like start it yourself because other people are out there looking for it. And it started off with like three people. And now we just hit 9,000 members yesterday. And it's, and I do mentor body workers, but it's not just me. It truly is a community of go-getters and badass experts that Mm-hmm. are all a, a collaborative like we're we're all badass body workers it's not just me sure I'm the founder but mm-hmm. at the end of the day it really has grown into what it is now and it's pretty awesome oh my gosh yes I 100% agree that if you can't find a community that you resonate with create it yourself because there's so many other people that resonate with what you have to share and that also can contribute to your life in ways that you never would have been able to find if you hadn't started it yourself. So um, that's just so inspirational. And I, I'm hoping that, you know, anyone listening to this who has been wanting to do something like this, who has been wanting to build an online community and find their people are encouraged to create that because they can, you know, and uh, there's so many voices inside of our heads. I know there was so many voices inside my head that told me I, I couldn't and that who am I to, to, um, you know, start a business and leave traditional nursing. And it was, um, during the, the height of a pandemic, during the height of a pandemic. Exactly. So th- there were just so many, there was so much resistance that came up for me, but it was all just based on this, close-minded idea of what I thought my career was going to look like whenever I started nursing school. And it's just so interesting to meet other professionals, especially in the healing space, who have just kind of like broken that mold and stepped out of the traditional um, body worker role and are creating badass communities and and providing so many awesome resources and connections with other people. And you know, it's interesting too, now that a lot of things have shifted online and especially you being in the nursing field as well at virtual, like I've heard a couple of my friends say that they've had virtual appointments with doctors and those appointments last a lot longer than in real life appointments, which is fucking nuts, right? We're supposed, and meanwhile, people are getting a massage and they're with me for like an hour and a half. And I give more care to them than, you know, a physician for 45 seconds in a treatment room. It's crazy to me. So you, this is further proof too, that you can build strong community online mm-hmm. and you can, you know, travel if you want to and buy a school bus and try to renovate it and, and quit your job and be a <laughs> yes. podcaster or an economy gig worker or, you know, be a YouTube reviewer, whatever the fuck you want, you can do it. You just, I mean, you have to believe in yourself and you have to not listen to those little demons in your head telling you that you can't mm-hmm. because fear is what really, really holds us back. Yeah. So, yeah. It definitely, it it holds us back. And like, I like to think of the concept of at one point, all of these fears were meant to like protect us in some way, right? Because we like to stay in our comfort zone. It makes us feel safe. But anytime that comfort zone is like remotely threatened, it's like a lion is chasing us, even though that's not true. I always say the acronym acronym to fear is uh, 
face everything and remember, you know, because if yes. you're fearful of something, it's like, oh shit, like what is triggering this? There's something in me that's trying to keep me safe, safe from what? And then once you figure out that you say why, and you just keep peeling back the onion layers and ask yourself why a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of deep inner work that I do a lot. And mm. it, it is, it is a constant battle trying to not beat yourself up and let yourself truly live the life that you want with passion and purpose and not, I think most people, we always say we fear what society thinks, but I think we fear more like that little demon in our head, you know, yeah. that's, that's the one talking to us every single day. I call her Rachel. Yes. I do. That little bit yes. in my head, her name is Rachel. People, <laughs> you know, Rebecca, Rachel, they always get my names mixed up. So whatever. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, I, I actually just did. I was I was making a TikTok video or something. I don't know. But I, I just did a, a video on like how to um, dim the voice of your inner critic. Mm-hmm. And one of the like, I, I included five tips in it. And one of the tips was create like a character, create a separate entity for your inner critic. And it makes like, it makes telling them to fuck off like so much easier. <laughs> right? Like Rachel has like lip piercings and like... <laughs> You know, tattoos on her face. <laughs> that would be a fun project. So draw a picture of your uh, your inner critic avatar. What is that like? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, here's your ideal client cap- uh, avatar. Here's your inner critic. Ooh. Yes. Oh, that would be a fun like little workshop to do. <laughs> guess what? We were never tell those things to our best friend or our sister, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I know. Sometimes I think about the way that I used to talk to myself and. Um, and I'm just like, I would never say that to anybody else. <laughs> Why am I saying that to myself? That episode you did that I reposted on on my podcast that I resonated with so deeply about self love. Like I was literally crying in my car, and I had to stop my car, and I'm like <laughs> crying, like bawling. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, wow, I need to love myself more because we're often our own worst critics. Yeah, we are. Not yes, often, we always are. Yeah, and I, I love how we're talking about taking risks in this episode because it it really is um it's such a huge measure of growth whenever you can learn to listen to your inner critic and and acknowledge that it's there but not let that hold you back from doing the things you really want to do quote i heard this morning and what area of your life are you allowing other people's opinions to govern and i'm like oh shit mm, yep <laughs> You know, and I'm not talking about like, you know, you're allowing your business to govern your professionalism. You know, I'm talking about detrimental people pleasing stuff. And whenever yeah. I heard that, it was actually on the Gold Digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher. She did yeah. an amazing interview. And when I heard that, I practically like slammed on the brakes in my car. And I'm, I listen to podcasts while I'm driving, okay? Sometimes yeah. I cry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I stop the car. But when I read that, I'm like, oh my God you know, how many of us are like stuck in people pleasing mode and we're making decisions in our life based on what we think other people's perception of us should be. Yeah. It's just crazy. We're all just trying to fulfill like, you know, this uh, preconceived notion in our head mm-hmm. of what we think other people perceive us as or how they want us to. Per- it's crazy. We it is. Start going down this. It is. Yeah. You that's know, a whole nother rabbit hole. I feel like we, we can do a whole nother interview on people pleasing and it will be, legit like it'll be really great (laughs) um 
I want to know, like, do you have any any like tangible resources, tools that you used yourself to kind of help you grow in the way that you needed to so that you could take these risks and be more comfortable stepping out of your comfort zone and going after your dreams um, no matter what? There's honestly so many. Uh, The main thing is community, like knowing, um, you know, on Facebook, I know which Facebook groups I really, really like spending my time on. Yeah. And, you know, I choose to consume content that is fulfilling me and gives me value rather than, you know, makes my brain turn into mush. And I think that's important for people to realize your input Mm. or your output is just as important as your input. Mm -hmm. So I spend my time consuming stuff that actually fulfills me. It's the number one thing. Uh, I did take up guided meditation recently. So I love doing that. Mm. There's this, there's this app that I use called morning, morning exclamation mark, and it's free. And it allows you to write down your daily gratitudes and kind of reflect on the day. So I made that a habit and writing down your gratitudes is cheesy and woo woo and overstated as it sounds. It truly, it truly does help. Um, As far as my nomadic journey, um, there's an awesome website, which, you know, we can link called trusted house sitters. And that allows me to kind of travel around the U S and house sit um, if I'm approved for the gig, of course. Mm-hmm. And you basically just go babysit people's pets or their rental houses because they're out of town and want to make sure people don't, you know, break in or whatever. And you get free places to stay. So one nice. way, uh, uh, one way nomads live rent free or partially rent free is by doing that. And you get to stay in like these badass houses and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Oh my gosh. I and love then, that. <laughs> and last but not least is like plant medicine of all sorts from, you know, farm fresh produce. I just worked on a farm for six weeks in Virginia. And that was pretty life-changing because I did not have access to not one thing that was processed and everything I was eating was all organic. So I highly recommend people going to this website called Mm -hmm. localharvest.org. What that is, is a search engine for your local farmers and CSAs for you to find like who can deliver to your area, who has like a subscription program. And I highly recommend eating local. Not only you're supporting your local community, but it's more nutrient dense. You need less of that food than Mm -hmm. you would the typical grocery store. And you're supporting again, a local farmer feed the entire community. And that's beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's not the only plant medicine I have in my life either, you know, having, you know, my medical card for cannabis definitely helps me with my own anxiety. And Mm -hmm. that's been a journey to discovering like how plant medicine and taking care of myself through vitamins and supplements and cannabis and healthy yeah. food really does play a huge part. Cause I was lifting like 50 pound boxes at this farm all day in a fucking blizzard. And I did not have one ounce of body pain. Not wow. one. And I get back to Louisiana inside this bowl of soup that I live in. And all of a sudden my joints are just on fire. You know, <laughs> You know, I ate like one thing that completely derailed my entire six week experience. On the farm. Yeah. And it's like, I can't eat Cajun food anymore. Oh, no. So you have to listen to your body and you do, do treat your body well, you know, really do treat your body well. It's really not that difficult to eat healthy and take care of yourself. I volunteer at farms and get free food. Yeah. They most people desperately need volunteers out there. So if you want to like try to eat more local, but it's not quite in your budget yet, 
Mm-hmm. Go out there and volunteer for a little bit. They will feed you. They will. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of resources. <laughs> it was, but it, it's so helpful though. And all of them, like, I mean, you totally hit it on the head. Like we have to take care of our bodies, even if like, you know, even if people aren't wanting to go live on a farm for six weeks, like you did, like you can still have that awareness of what you're you're consuming, what social media you're consuming, um, what you're spending your time and your energy on, because that really affects how you also um, give your energy too. Absolutely. And we truly are the sum total, the five people we hang out with the most, whether it's, you know, the community that we keep online and especially, especially in real life. Mm. Energy vampires can be a whole other, <laughs> whole other topic. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to have to make a list of all of the podcast topics we're going to, we're going to record about because <laughs> there's just so much more I feel like we could talk about here. <laughs> Oh, and I, I personally feel like um, the energy vampire thing and the people pleasing is definitely so relevant to people in our industries who were healers and taking care of other people, whether, you know, it be inside of a doctor's office or a massage room or, you know, a pedicure chair, whatever. We tend to be people pleasers and it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty mm-hmm. detrimental. And I find that to be the highest in our fields in particular. I completely 100% agree. For those people out there, whether they're body workers or, um, you know, wanting to leave their jobs to become entrepreneurs or just like live a more fulfilled life, what we what would you say are your top three tips for creating a more fulfilled life? One would definitely be be authentic, like truly, truly authentically you. Mm. That doesn't mean you shouldn't you know, you shouldn't just like be vulnerable online and spill out your whole story. No, do it with intention, be authentic. Like don't try to mold yourself to be somebody you're not, but also mm-hmm. like know when to hold space for something like that, because mm-hmm. otherwise being vulnerable can also be, again, going back to energy vampires, be detrimental to other people. So try not to bring up on people, but also like be truly authentic to you and do it with intention. Mm-hmm. I've lost a lot of friends by dumping like emotional dumping on people and Mm -hmm. there's a place for that and there's a place for therapy and there's a place for venting there's there's a place for everything just know what your intentions are Mm. instead of just reacting to that initial feeling that you have like try to be more responsive and try and use your instead of storing all that energy you know the second one instead of storing all that energy inside you and it harboring that mental and physical and spiritual pain use your heart as a conduit to like release and process those energies and let it flow through you. I don't care if you need to put on a garbage bag and stomp around to rage music, uh, which is something that was in the book, uh, Pussy Reclamate, uh, a Reclamation. I don't know if you've read it. It's great. Empowering book for females. Um, that's something they did called like rage stomping or something. Or, yes. just, you know, now I'm like going off topic, um, but like truly be, authentic to you and process your emotions in a way that helps. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I cried in the bubble bath for two hours. Yeah, That's how I process some shit going on with Mercury retrograde and everything. I did the same I, thing actually the other it. day. I was in a bath yeah. and I, I was just crying. I That's hilarious. Oh my Say God. me next time. We can cry together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Damn Mercury retrograde. I swear. So be authentic. Um, follow your intuition. Good Lord, follow Mm. your intuition. Uh, Again, going back to the beginning of the episode on feeling expansive, 
follow your intuition and make sure things are aligned with your values and use your body as a place to process, mm-hmm. not to harbor. Mm. We shouldn't harbor any of that emotional baggage or every one of us can count 10 people, you know, on our hands, the people who are harboring all that baggage. And as soon as you decide to let it go mm. and to not dwell on it, you truly do feel free. So if yeah. you feel like you're restricted and in a prison, it's of your own making in your own mind. Yes. So I ask all of my guests this, like, what does being aligned and well mean to you? And I feel like we've done a lot of that, like, just kind of with this whole conversation, we really talked about like, what it means to be aligned and well, but like, if you could sum it up into one sentence, what would you say? I honestly think this episode sums it up, but I will add something to it. Mm -hmm. The aligned and well part is great, but there's another side to the scale, Mm -hmm. which is hot mess express and <laughs> feeling really emotionally distraught and fucked up all the time, which I feel. Yeah. And it's important to honor that side too and do the shadow work on the sides that are not aligned and well, because if you yes. don't, you're just trying to, I think you're trying to sweep a lot of things under the rug and being aligned and well means facing that fear and digging deep. So you can overcome those micro traumas that we've accumulated in our life we need to like (sighs) acknowledge and embrace that shadow side and that fucked up side and that hot mess side yes just as much as we need to embrace it being aligned and well because we could take a bubble bath and you know be talking to a life coach while drinking tea in the morning after meditating but you know if we haven't worked on our inner inner child issues Mm. then we're not going to make any progress we're just sort of in absorption mode instead of implementation mode and it's hard to do shadow work and it sucks it's yeah it's painful I mean it's painful (laughs) (laughs) very yeah I really like that you said that because it's I feel like that like healing yeah yeah it's light and dark like one cannot live without the other and just acknowledging and and um And nurturing that side of yourself as well and giving yourself the space to, to just appreciate the dark sides of you too, because that, that's also what makes us human. Um, I love that the, the yin yang analogy and how we have to appreciate the dark in order to see the light as well. So. Yes. I used to always tell people, yeah, I don't think I have any traumas. Like my childhood was great and this and that and, and, and then I'm like, no, that's just, that's just a fuzzy overall aerial view. I need to like zoom in a little bit because there's been so many moments that I've recognized yeah. that are traumas only as they happen, which yeah. is kind of scary too. Cause it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't know this about my childhood until it actually happened. And I had a meltdown and lost a friend. Right. To be aligned and well is to have meltdowns. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I really think that a lot of people also, because it, it also falls into, oh man, we could have another podcast about this too. Um, It just, <laughs> it falls into that category of like toxic positivity, right? And I hate, like it's, um you know, only focusing on, on the light, on the positive stuff and whatever. And just like kind of brushing the other stuff under the rug is also not healthy. So I really try to be very cognizant, especially like whenever I'm coaching people and I want to provide a positive environment for others, but also like I I want to honor their darkness because that's, that's a part of them too. And if it's ignored, then it's just going to turn into a terrible monster that <laughs> will come back later with a vengeance. You know what I mean? Oh yes. A compound effect can be really good or really, really bad. 
<laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, and we have the capacity to choose which ones our life can be, too. Yeah. Because it's going to be like filled with potholes. And I'm trying to figure out how to, as you know, drive a little tiny school bus through the streets in New Orleans, which is yes. going to be a huge challenge. And I'm going to hit a pothole every 10 fucking feet. Mm-hmm. Every, and then if I don't hit a pothole, it might be like a street light or a per- who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm going to hit things along the way and yeah. it's going to suck. Yeah. But I'm going to get to my destination, whether it takes me like three days to drive that thing or three hours. You know? <laughs> right. It's going to make it where I need it to be. Yeah. You just have to like, you know, just like taking a GPS journey, like sometimes the routes close. You got to mm-hmm. find another way and that's okay. But are you going to let your whole life unravel because of a fucking traffic cone? Right. Exactly. I, I used to. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I used to be so closed minded. And like, if I found one obstacle, I was like, nope, I'm done not doing this anymore. Like, that's so not compassionate to us as human. Like, we're so we are capable of so much more than that. We don't give ourselves enough credit for how strong we are as humans. You know, it was interesting on my 18 hour drive back from the Appalachia to uh, to below sea level where I live in New Orleans. I was stuck at like a a construction zone and there were cones on the side of the road, mm-hmm. you know, but the orange cones, it said opportunity cone on it. And I'm like, what the fuck is oh. this? <laughs> I almost stole one. I almost got out of my car and stole one. Yes. I thought it would have been so cool for videos. You see this cone, this opportunity cone. Absolutely. You thought it was a roadblock. <laughs> oh my God. That's so cool. <laughs> I wish I could have taken a picture of it. But it was just such a weird, profound moment. I had stuck in a car, you know, car accident buildup on the interstate and everyone else is probably like seething. And I'm over here like, this is a dope ass opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sign from the universe. (laughs) It is. It's a literal sign. Pay attention to those. Those are important. I want to wrap this up because, oh my gosh, I feel like we could go on for like a three-hour podcast right here. Later. Twenty, right? <laughs> um, okay, so where can people find you? People who want to follow you, if there are any body workers out there who want to work with you, how do they? How do they find you? Sure. So as far as body workers goes, uh, that is pretty much any uh, female or self-identifying female in the holistic health and wellness, so massage therapy. Reiki practitioners, yoga instructors, estheticians, spa owners, nurse coaches. Yes. Uh, so you can find me online on my Facebook group at Badass Body Workers. Same account on Instagram. As far as finding me in real life, you just have to catch me. Catch yeah. me while you can, like Leo DiCaprio. Right. But, uh, but I do commonly stop at a lot of um, cities around the U.S. during my travels. And we have like little spa sleepovers and meetups, all of which I post those events in that same Facebook group. So yeah, if you're in any area, I I love meeting people in real life. This is what I do for a living. I create community and I'm here to show people that they can live a life beyond their wildest fucking dreams. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. Oh, so awesome. Next time you're in Seattle, hit me up. (laughs) Right, right. Actually, I will be in Seattle uh, this spring uh, or (gasps) yeah, this spring, summer. So well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for being on the podcast today. I definitely want to have you back. There are so many other topics that we need to talk about again. Um, but again, thank you for taking some time out of your day to be a guest. 
of course. Thank you for taking so much time out of your life to help and heal people too. We need more people <laughs> like us in the world. So absolutely. Come join us. Yes. Come to the light, dark side. I don't know. <laughs> There's a neutral in between, right? Yeah, you right. Say, you never <laughs> stay on it. It just kind of surpasses it and goes back to yes, side, right? Absolutely. Wow, such an amazing conversation with Rebecca. I'm so glad to have had her on the podcast today. Um, All of Rebecca's information is in the show notes. So if you want to go follow her, find her, connect with her, um, her information will be in the show notes for you. And thank you all so much for listening to today's episode and continuing to be loyal listeners. I really hope that the content in this episode was valuable to you. Um, If you have any questions for me or you would like to work with me in some way, I offer free discovery sessions, and I also have a free community on Facebook uh, focused on cultivating self-love and holistic wellness support. So you can find the link to both of those in the show notes as well. I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. And if you are listening on a podcast platform that allows you to leave a review, please do so. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, If this episode resonated with you at all, Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and take a screenshot of this episode. Share it on social media. Tag me at Nurse Coach Sean and also tag Rebecca at Badass Bodyworkers. Thank you so much, guys. And as always, I'm here to serve and support you in the most powerful way I can. It is my mission and my purpose as a nurse coach to be an advocate for self-love and compassion so that I can help you Leverage your own inner power and healing potential in the pursuit of a well and aligned life. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have a wonderful week. I'm Nurse Coach Sean. And remember, when all is aligned, all is well. Love you guys.